Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, okay, podcast starts now. <laughs> okay, podcast starts now. Um, hello, everyone, and welcome to Stradio Lab, um, the podcast about a podcast about two gay guys talking about straight culture. Um, you know, just before we started recording, George said, uh, I have no ideas. I'm completely out of any uh, meaningful thing to talk about. And I said, well, I, you know, some stuff has been up with me. And George said, good. Well, maybe you can just talk the whole time. Podcast starts now. So he really, uh, just some behind the scenes for the listeners, George threw me under the bus right now. Um, and I guess this is my podcast. How long do you think I can go without saying anything? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't sure. And uh, uh, it, it, it honestly, I have to say, as as fans of this podcast know, I have embraced um, being a bottom recently. And this very much feels like a part of that. Huh. Um, Rhetorically speaking. Also, Caleb, our guest, says he cannot hear you again, Sam. Again? <laughs> It's back now. It's back now. Okay, now it's back. Good again. Okay, this is like a classic. uh, Okay, wow. Whooper reel. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Stradio Lab, the podcast about two gay guys trying to figure out how to do a podcast tech wise. I just want to retract what I said about bottom. It's like I can't be making jokes like that at this stage in my life. So just forget I said that. George, I mean, it's a Biden world. You can make jokes like that. That's literally what we fought for. I it, it is true. I mean, I have to say, do you think I mean Biden era is just going to be like a a more basically what it's going to be like is if Kerry won in 2004. Yeah, I think Biden is going to be like 
It's going to be Obama, but like you can't pretend to like believe it. Like you're, it feels more like, okay, like, like you're saying the same words and I've heard right. the song before, but like, like Katy Perry's firework can't come out again. It, it Like now it feels too fake. Well, I feel like what is happening is that it's the, it's Obama era, but then everyone has agreed that it's meaningless. So the, <laughs> the level of ironic detachment is like baked into it. So it's like Hamilton, but they're intentionally, um, you know, they're like, they're actually, it's like Hamilton, but it's written by the South Park writers, mm. but it's corny. It's not, gonna, it's not gonna, good. I was going to say it's like Kylie Minogue. Like it's like huh, it's like purposefully soulless. There's kind of not a point. It's just like, just like extremely <laughs> offensive. Okay, <laughs> to call Kylie Minogue purposefully soulless. I mean, as an aside, too. Not even like that's your main argument. You're like, you know, a lot of people like Kylie Minogue, but I actually think she's soulless. No, you're like, as everyone knows, Kylie Minogue is purposefully soulless. And that's kind of what I'm going to take as a starting point to, for my analysis of the Biden era. I mean, would you, you don't agree that Kylie Minogue is soulless? Well, the idea that you're then contrasting her with Katy Perry, who I guess is not purposefully soulless, that I don't understand. I'm just trying to bring up some other names. Katy Perry is more purposefully soulless than Kylie Minogue. I think they're both equally soulless. Kylie Minogue had cancer. Okay. So suddenly that makes you a good person? If yes. Donald Trump gets cancer, are you going to uh, support him? him. <laughs> Wow. Um, okay, wait. I, this is. Hold on. I know you had something to say, and I was like, no, I'm I don't take a back any... seat, but I actually don't care. <laughs> I now I'm like now I'm like, what is what is Biden era in comparison to Obama era? What's the difference? What's the difference? The um, difference is like the person going through the motions of doing that messaging is now an 80 year old white man, so he can't rely on his existence as proof of anything. Yeah, I think that I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. Here's where, <laughs> you know, here's what I will say is whenever we talk about politics on this podcast, uh, I'm wrong. One, I usually uh, predict things that uh, don't come true and actually the opposite comes true. Yeah. Um. So in many ways, sometimes I feel as though I should shut my little trap and just wait and see what happens. Does that make any sense? I mean, it's yeah, not. Yeah, totally. That's a really good um, policy to have for a commentary podcast. Oh, my God. We never said we were going to be a, a political commentary podcast. So yeah. what was your thing that you wanted to talk about? Oh my God. I didn't have a thing I necessarily wanted to talk about. I was just saying that I had stuff that happened to me this weekend that I could talk about. If we wanted okay. to talk about something. Name one. <laughs> I went upstate <gasps> with <gasps> exclusively gay men, heterosexual couples. Whoa. <laughs> How is that? See, Do you know, I once wrote an outline of a play with that exact plot and then I abandoned it. Well, honey, I lived it. Uh, some things are stranger than fiction. Yeah. Um, uh, it was actually very lovely. Uh, it was weird. I mean, it was it was different. Straight people. Here's my. This is Radio Lab. Technically, we talk about street culture. Yeah. They are so much more like, like they didn't critique the house once. Whoa. Like they walked through the house and they're just like, nice. Which room do you want? And it was like, no, that's not how this goes. Like, right. you walk around the house and you're like, ew, ew, who did this? Like, what style are they even going for? Like, ew. And they didn't do that once. 
One time I was upstate with all straight people and we were walking on a street and through the window, a store was selling a cap, like a baseball cap that had the wine glass emoji on it. And one of them said, oh my God, I love that. (laughs) I mean, in many ways it was like very relaxing because there was like way less pressure, you know? Right. Well, it is kind of nice that the the alienation you feel as a gay teen, um, th- there is a switch that happens at some point where then you feel that alienation around gay people and you actually feel safe around straight people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like mealtimes were yeah. like they were just grateful for any food. There were no restrictions. There, anything was possible. You could you could microwave a damn mac and cheese, and people would say thank you for this. Uh, that would never fly at a damn gay house. No, I, no. I was. No, you got to saute some poppers. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, it's like you got to have radicchio because it's damn de bloating. I was so uh, relieved to <laughs> have this. Um, this vacation from I do from have my a question for you. Were you with your gay partner, or was it just you and straight couples? What if it? What if I literally just went alone with these straight couples? That's kind of. I, I realize now that that is, is silly for me to have imagined yeah, that, George, but that is what I was imagining. <laughs> no, I went with my gay lover. Oh, okay. Um, did you it, make everyone watch you have gay sex? <laughs> no, but they did give us the best room, and I feel like it was sort oh, of a. Yeah. That's Biden era. That's Biden era. It was like reverse homophobia. Biden era is literally the extent of progressivism in the Biden era is you go upstate with all straight couples and they give you the best room. (laughs) (laughs) It actually was um, pretty tight. Um, And I, I mean, those are my takeaways, I guess. Well, now's as good a time as any to bring in our guest. Wow. Wait, before we do, I, I are we currently in a fight? Okay, no, we absolutely are not. But here's what happened. I Okay, do you remember our famous fight that we had in the episode with Edie? Um, no, remind me. Well, I was being like intentionally abrasive and kind of like taking bits too far, and then at some point you were like, "Shut up." <laughs> and so I I felt like I was taking things too far maybe around 4 minutes ago. And so then I am now trying to overcompensate for that by pretending everything is normal. And maybe what you're getting is then a tension that arises out of me operating at three different levels at once because I'm trying to kind of appease the projection of you that I've created in my head who is mad at me. But then in <laughs> in my in doing so, I am then in fact alienating you more because you're like, this isn't the friend I know. This isn't the George I know. Why is he acting weird? Right. So then in fact, I'm creating... a. a a reality in which maybe there's fertile ground for us to be in a fight in my attempt to prevent a fight that I felt was going to happen. Well, George, we're not in a fight, so please don't start a fight to try to prevent a fight from starting. Um, And can I just say one more thing? Can you not be weird on our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I really, like, care about this, and, like, I think I care about our listeners, and, like, the fact that you're coming on here and being weird is upsetting to me. Well, sure. I mean, if you want to come on here and have a podcast that's, like, we love Katy Perry, that, like, we could make that switch. I mean, in my mind, we are a weird, very Keep Austin weird of podcasts. 
George, no, we're sort of the Austin of now, the tech Austin. That's oh. that's what we've always been. We're normal. We're we're profitable. We're urban renewal. We're urban renewal. Um, so just please bring normal. Okay, energy. I'll try to be normal. I'll try to be normal. <laughs> I have to suppress my natural inclination to be a punk rock DIY vomit artist. <laughs> yes. Speaking of, I think now would be the perfect time to bring in our guest. We pick. We chose the most normal person we could think of because we've gotten a lot of reviews, and the reviews have sort of been like, "Hey, like love George and Sam." However, I have noticed things getting kind of weird, and I would yeah. love a return to normal. Uh, yeah, we just want for us. This is this is. Biden era is like finally back to normal. You know, America was already great. Um, yeah, you yes. know. So this is actually someone we. This is a a friend of ours. He he hasn't. He said um, he boycotted performance during the Trump era, so he actually hasn't made any public appearances since Obama was president. Yeah, I think that's factually correct. Um, yeah. Oh, and I'm he's pointing at his headphones, and I think that implies that he cannot hear. No, I think he can because <laughs> now he's keep, reacting. I keep saying, look, okay, I didn't hear anything George just said and in the last 10 or 15 seconds. But let me tell you something. First of all, I am the Joe Biden of gay comedians. I will take things back to normal. If you guys are looking for a 2009 sort of lackadaisical, brain-dead, smooth brain sort of uh, liberal, like white leftist pleasantry. That's the kind of vibe I offer to podcasts and to the world. And no, I can't hear you guys once every two minutes or so. And that's part of the <laughs> show today. Well, okay. uh, <laughs> I guess um, he speaks for himself. Please welcome Caleb Heron. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said, it's time for me to be on now. And here I am. <laughs> Caleb, how often would you say you don't hear us? You know what? I would say, what have we been at this now for uh, 15 minutes? Um, mm-hmm. I would say I've heard you guys net total 11 minutes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good chunk of not hearing us. That's but kind it's, of awesome. But it seems to really cut out when one of you is um, diving. Like, 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 I'll get like a, I will say, and then silence for 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's really being yeah. selective about taking me away at what seems to be bad times. Huh, yeah. So it's kind of editing for us in the moment. Well, we have a Absolutely. program where when we get too opinionated or when we get too, when it's clear that someone is about to make a any kind of point, it cuts because it it wants to first. It, it's like a censorship thing where it wants it it runs it by the. Um, yeah, we hired this agency to to sort of uh, edit us um, because of all those notes we've been getting in the reviews about how we're weird and not normal. And so now whenever we're giving an opinion, oh, I've gone too deep. I've cut out. I went too deep oh God, into our backstory. Cut I cut out. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm still too deep in the backstory. I'm fully cut Caleb, out. Caleb, did he cut out? Yeah. So actually, Sam right now is in and the middle Caleb's of what I assume is a really important gay speech. Oh, my God. And, and it I happened again. And I can't hear a word of it right now. Sam is speaking, right? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, here's what will happen. First of all, this is obviously a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) And I can hear Sam laughing now. So actually, we're back to in business, baby. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) What are we going to do? Gay people were never supposed to be in tech. This is like insane because we truly, we try so hard. (laughs) <laughs> and every time we think we figured it out, another wrench is thrown in our direction. This has never happened before. 
It's crazy to me, and I, by the way, don't think that you guys can't put this episode, if you guys don't put this episode out, just because I'm every five seconds being like, I didn't hear a word you just said, I think this is part of the magic. This is so of the moment. This is so COVID. This is so quarantine. And I think, look, I'll, I'll if, if ever I can't hear you guys and you're in the middle of a gay speech, I'll put up my right hand. And I'll just leave okay. it there until I can hear you again. And then I'll put my right hand down. Wait, but let me tell you then... something. Can you put your right hand up if you can't hear Sam, but then your left hand up if you can't hear me? Right hand Sam, left hand George. It's that simple, babe. Yeah. Okay. And simple. you know what makes it harder? That I see the reverse hand. So I will never know which one it is. <laughs> well, the one, the hand with the cat scratcher in the back is you. Uh-huh. Okay, great, great, great. Oh, great. wow. With the picture, and the hand with the picture frames in the back is Sam. Okay. Incredible. Okay. So from now on, that's the code. Um, I do. Okay. So Sam, you were saying, I I have to say, I do like the idea that we, we hired an organ. Caleb is currently holding it up his hand to imply that he cannot hear George. Caleb cannot hear me. The cat hand is up. All right. This is great. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Great. So I think that the idea is very compelling to me of having an organization that in real time tells us if we're being too weird. Right. When it's, it's, it's a, when it, when the, when the program feels a sort of homosexual screed um, Mm. coming on, it says, look, we have to cut out now. He, Caleb can't hear this. It's protecting me. (laughs) Ultimately. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yes, please. I feel like at this point, you know, I'm allowed. What, right. Is there ever a moment where you guys can't hear me? No. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's standpoint theory. That is standpoint theory. That's so beautiful, the way that we all have our own little take because on that. This is directed by a Darren Aronofsky, <laughs> and it is a metaphor. <laughs> this I is going to be... This Wait, so Sam, like... when can you not hear Caleb? just every once in a while like right now there's no um like if caleb has maybe talked for let's say five minutes at this point i've heard uh two minutes of it no are you serious yeah and you haven't (laughs) to not bring it up to not bring it up you can hear hear less than caleb Well, yeah, I mean, Caleb has cut out a lot for me, but uh, I use context clues and I put it all together. Here's what I think we should do is I think we need to fix this. Do you? I um, think we need to start it. I think we need to end this Zencaster file and start a new Zencaster file. And we will sit them together. We're not going to like, we're not going to start over. I'm just saying like, we need to take a break, fix it and come back. George, I unfortunately think that you're right. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay, but you guys have to use it. some of this. Oh, no, no. We're going to use all of We're going to use everything until I just started speaking. Why not? Okay. Okay, wait. We are back. <laughs> we should put a fake. We should put a fake ad there. Oh, yeah. Wait. Okay. (laughs) I was about to start doing it now, but I actually can't. That's that. I haven't gotten that far in improv. Yeah. It would be wrong for you to to take that leap. No, no. It would be disrespectful to the people that paid those those thousands of dollars. Yeah. 
to people who yeah. In many ways, this entire podcast is disrespectful. Yeah, all the programs. So, Caleb, I want to know how are you feeling um, now that we have uh, had a uh, a recording filled with technical difficulties restarted and are back. I want to say, and I I want to be sincere for earnest for a second. I came into this podcast recording thinking George and Sam are brilliant comedians. They seem like nice people. I would do anything for them. And now that we've had all the technical difficulties uh, from the bottom of my heart, I no longer feel that way. I'm really <laughs> mad at you guys. I'm I'm disappointed. I'm upset. I can't, I'm like excited for it to be over so that I can talk shit to <laughs> anyone who will listen and be like the mo- the worst experience I ever had. They yelled at me. They were mean to me. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it's so interesting because you you know we had I would say the technical difficulties are not because of us. They're because of the systems we're a part of. And those systems being various websites. And so the fact that you would then blame it on us feels very, um, yeah. I don't know, well, feels me, very Trumpian. Sure. And let me turn that actually back on you and say that I think that <laughs> I think that just because the systems that we're a part of are like the original sin of, of our problems, our participation sure. in them actually does make us partially guilty, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. right, right now we're talking about the system of Zencaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zencaster is the program we use to record audio. Um, You'll so shout to out to them. To yeah, the <laughs> yeah. But, but um, no, I'm you know fully. I'm kidding. I don't even like that I did that bit. I love you guys, and I'm enjoying no. technical difficulties. No, Caleb. No, see, Caleb. Now, now, actually, I hate that you dropped your bit. <laughs> I, I respect you so much less as a performer, writer, comedian. Yeah, because that's fine. <laughs> You were like, we were on such a good, I was like getting ready to kind of riff on that and to, to essentially once again, try to make a parallel between podcasting and global politics, which is really what this is about. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was just disappointed. And for you to just, you know, after really giving me that, you know, we're playing volleyball and you gave me the, whatever that's called. And then I Mm. did the, whatever, you know, the top um spike to to spike yeah and so to then take that away from me and so then i i i'm left with nothing and i fall flat on my face on the sand this is beach volleyball yeah sam did you want to weigh in on what i did also i did you know you know i you know i see your stuff online it's so so funny and you know i don't really know you um personally and so you know you being mean to me uh i was like wow like this is instant friendship this is closeness this is something that can't be bought in a store exactly and and then to sort of take that back i i actually feel like you telling me you're not mad at me makes me think you're mad at me. Exactly. And to jump off of what Sam said, I think when you pretended to be mad, that was establishing a, a, a moment of intimacy, which we yes. were so desperate for as people that know you, of course, a little bit, but don't know you super well. We said, okay, he gets our language. I mean, what we do, as you saw in the intro, is we kind of pretend that we're mad at each other and it's all <laughs> very playful and all this stuff. So you entered so seamlessly into that dynamic. So for th- to then take on this affect of like, oh, no, I love you guys. I lo-. It's very Jennifer Lawrence on Fallon. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, what you guys need to know about me is that, <laughs> uh, sure, look, yeah, do, am I, yeah, I'm, I'm hilarious. And I want the podcast right. to be good and funny. But more than any of that, I need to be liked. And I was worried that you guys um, would think that I was honestly, because we don't know each other that well yet, because yeah, we're new right. friends and, and mm-hmm. really getting to sort of go there now, 
I just was like, man, what if this bit is a stone too far and they're really upset about the tech and now I'm making it worse. And so you can understand how I just sort of um, went into people pleasing mode really quick. Yeah, sure. I think you can get that. And you know what? You know what that now? Now do you know where that puts me mentally? Suddenly I feel bad because suddenly (laughs) I think. And that's the point. Wait. and, and, And suddenly I think. Okay, Sam and I actually didn't create an environment in which you felt comfortable comfortable to be playful in that way. And the fact that you would think you went too far means that that we reacted in a way that seemed unwelcoming to the to to your sensibility. Sam, you I I also feel awful. I mean, we really just want to make a space that is fun for everyone to be mean to each other in. Um, and we clearly didn't set up the rules clearly enough at the beginning of this episode. And for you to have felt scared at all makes me feel like I have failed as a podcast host. That so, is the last thing we want. And that's the last thing we want. And I'd love to make it up for you. So please just drop your Venmo and I'll literally send you whatever. I just want to let the audience, the, the listeners know really quick that that – the fact that you guys are both visibly uh, sobbing right now, crying tears, mm-hmm. is so powerful. And I think it's brave, and I want to commend you for it. And you know what? Listen, thank you for bringing that up. But we both intentionally are not making sobbing sounds because it's not about that. We don't want the listener to know that we're crying. We are very silently. There are tears streaming down our faces, but but we're not making a peep. And when we talk, we're careful not to you know, be actively sobbing so it distorts our speech. We're pretending everything is fine. I mean, thank you for bringing it up that we're sobbing. I do think it adds a a certain, you know, um, makes us a little more likable to our audience who at this point, you know, most of them have turned this off after seeing how we, how we responded to you. I mean, because there are many layers to this. I mean, there is the initial layer. Then there is the way that after you, um, you know, after you stopped doing the bid and, and, and we addressed it, then we kept berating you for like five minutes. I mean, we could have just accepted it and moved on, but we felt that it was actually funny to prolong that discomfort. I mean, this whole interaction is kind of pointing out exactly why we needed to hire that censorship firm because we're we're being weird again. And yeah. and you know, if this were the old recording, we would have been muted 10, 15 minutes ago and and no one would hear any of this and we would have learned our lesson. Right. And thank you for bringing it back to that. So basically, we <laughs> stopped recording our previous recording. And then when we came back, we said, we no longer want to work with a censorship firm. And it's, because, and it's well, working. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's working in the sense that we it feels more authentic. Um, of course, you know, that's bad. Yeah. Authenticity to me is disgusting. But that's what, what right now what we're <laughs> yeah. trafficking in. We're trafficking in a really uh, unflinching look at who we all are. And I think that sucks. Right. But well, I think ever since social media made authenticity marketable, that has then that's that's tainted. And actually, the most authentic thing you can do is be fake. Right. Because authenticity became the new posturing. And then we exactly. lived in that for long enough that now posturing is the new authenticity. Right, exactly. So everyone, all the capitalists are being authentic because that's what sells. And then all the really cool artists are basically kind of like, you know, maybe doing a commercial for progressive insurance. Right. Leaning into like the, the yeah, like the baseness of posturing and how it's it's kind of ironic, actually. Um, I think that's what people who are actually authentic are doing. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Huh. Well, I mean, it really gives you a lot to think about. Yeah, we really got there. Should we do our first segment? Um. Sure. I guess. Okay. I have one question before we get into it. Please. Is this fun? Caleb? 
the podcast. Yeah, like if you're a listener, are you like nice? Or are you like what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I think if they if if I'm listening and I know or am myself uh, a gay person? Oh no, I'm I can't hear Caleb. And I think if I'm a heterosexual, it just depends on where my allyship is. Wow, <laughs> I, that is so helpful to know. And George is making a scared face, and I am Can scared. I say something. Yes, I didn't hear anything Caleb just said. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you guys crystal. I can hear someone's sirens in the background. I can hear everything. <laughs> oh my god. No. Can wait, can we just go forward and hope it doesn't happen again? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I just peed myself. <laughs> this is chaos. This is uh crazy. We're gonna do our first segment. It is called Straight Shooters, where we ask you a series of rapid fire questions to gauge your familiarity with straight culture. George, do you want to start us off? I sure do. Caleb. HBO's Watchmen or Greta Gerwig's Little Women? Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Okay, Caleb. T-Swift, A-Rod, Jay-Z, or M. Night Shyamalan? Jay-Z. Okay, the scent Rainwater or the scent Fresh Laundry? Um, Fresh Laundry. (laughs) Okay, Caleb. Criticizing Biden? Criticizing Trump or criticizing the new season of Mandalorian for Vulture? <laughs> criticizing the new season of Mandalorian for Vulture. <laughs> okay, Caleb. The Legend of Zelda? The failed Amazon series Z in which Christina Ricci plays Zelda Fitzgerald? Or Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul? <laughs> um, Legends of Zelda. Um, okay, Caleb. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, or the cup of water you drink throughout the night? The cup of water you drink throughout the night. <laughs> I want to go back to the logistics of throughout the night. But, um, okay, primary inbox, promotions folder, or spam? Promotions folder. Huh. Okay, my last one, I actually feel like I wrote it, and then now that I'm about to say it, I feel like George already did it. So, George, feel free to absolutely yell at me if you did this okay. already. Buying a gun or downloading TikTok? <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, downloading TikTok. <laughs> okay, tight. Um, so, George, what do you think his score is? Just want to say, did not hear Caleb's answer, but I do have one more question. Okay, oh. Caleb, this is the finale. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Being self-righteous, being self-serving, being self-flagellating, being self-aware, being self-indulgent, being self-employed, or subscribing to Self Magazine. Being self-flagellating. Great, great. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, here's what I will say. Hmm. Caleb, I think you did incredible. Thank you. I think you got roughly 722 doves. George, agree? Or did you not I, hear me? I completely agree. I'm so sorry. I The fact that I couldn't hear Caleb then made me stressed out and it put me in this, you know, I, I suddenly was mentally where I was before, um, before our very important and uh, uh, illuminating discussion with Caleb about whether or not we or he was mad at us or him. Okay. So this... now it's almost like that didn't happen and I'm back to square one of like, 
does he like us? This is a podcast about trauma. And we, <laughs> we are making new traumas and we are uh, working through them. <sighs> I do want to say something about traumas. Everyone always talks about past traumas. No one talks about current and future ones. And that's what this podcast really delves into. Creating tr- creating trauma in this moment. <laughs> creating traumas. For us, but for the audience. Yeah, I mean, traumas, <laughs> there's something so reactive to them. It's like, oh, this happened to me and that's what it made me feel. But like... I think it should be more active. You should create the traumas in your life. That's empowering. I think what would be a perfect ending to this podcast, not to step on your guys' toes at all, is just later when the time comes, some point in the next like 50 to uh, 90 minutes of us talking, I assume we'll talk for that much longer, you guys just cut the audio and say, Caleb stormed off and refused to answer any more questions. And let them think that we ended on a big blow up. And then we can continue the beef kind of publicly online and really oh. make it seem like this podcast drove a wedge, you know? Well, Caleb, I think that's a genius idea. I think <laughs> it would be incredible to, um, you know, start a huge fight with you um, and just sort of milk that for all that it's worth. I think, you know, what what would, um, you know... I can we can be Kanye West, you can be Taylor Swift, that type of thing, and we could sort of get a whole decade of attention from this. Right, we just keep coming back know. to it like a well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think in the same way that being fake is the new being authentic, I do wonder if that's happening with feuds too, where people are so used to feuds that actually the most uh interesting thing you can do for publicity is not have a feud. Well, you know, I think um, Lady Gaga posited this when she introduced the premise of kindness punks. Right, which is based on the premise of Taylor Swift having a squad. (laughs) Which is based on the concept of friends in general. Which Um, is based on the TV series Friends. (laughs) Which is based on... No, that's wrong. There was a British show that was based on the show Friends, I think called like Coupling or something. And then Mm. they made an American version of the British version called Coupling, and it was very confusing. Well, Friends was based on living single. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So that's pretty much the history of American pop culture. Um, You're welcome. I just want everyone to know, because I don't know how we're going to edit this. What you're hearing is like, uh, we have taken out so many times that everything has completely gone to shit. And then we have started recording again. And if you're hearing a very (laughs) smooth, just smooth transitions all around, know that that is because of our... Uh, censorship consultants who are editing this together who we rehired <laughs> and my and my lawsuit I am, and, I am filing a lawsuit, lawsuit to make sure that I seem really smooth and good on this yeah well I do think a feud maybe is tired a lawsuit will always be chic yeah I mean it's also I think I will say that uh, when Trump is out of office um, I think God willing are, oh yeah oh, we'll see um, I think a lot of people, especially in comedy, are going to be really struggling with their identity and what to be for and against. Right. Um, and I think they could really like pick sides. Like they could be against uh, Sam and George. They could be against Caleb. I just think a few um, could really yeah. take uh, a foothold in, in the political space, maybe. I right. Well, it is interesting. Once you take Trump out of the equation, people no longer know um, what to be against. Right. It's I mean, we're, we're thinking of merch. For this show and I think some incredibly confusing merch would be uh, two, a series of two different t-shirts uh, you can either be team George and Sam or mm-hmm. team Caleb 
Uh, yeah. It'll be part of the lore of this podcast. Um, and I think it'll fly off the shelves because this is such a dynamic beef. Um, and especially if the law is brought into it. I mean, you know, imagine we're rolling up to court and, you know, we get with Amy the, Coney Barrett with Amy Coney Barrett. We're at the Supreme Court. I can see it mm-hmm. now. And, uh, you know, the Caleb stands are out there with their hashtag team Caleb T-shirts just going wild as you step right. out of your limo. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we get off the private jet and the the, the, the George and huh. Sam stands are just losing it. Yeah, I want I, I actually yeah. can I step can I hop in? It was funny to me that you gave me a limo and you guys a private jet. Can I say that? Well, well there's two of us. So right. And, right. And so like we need more space. A limo's yeah, for one person, it. private jet is for multiple. I just tracked it as all. I just wanted to bring it up and I, what you're saying makes total sense. I don't I don't want to be a bitch. Well, all, and also here's kind of what I was thinking is like, you know, you're going to be filing the lawsuit. And so it's like, we're going to have to travel to California then to do it, to do the court date. Yeah. In the middle of a pandemic. So we need, if we're going to be safe about that, we need to take the private jet. Yeah. You can't fly. Well, yeah. You can't fly in public. No. Oh, public flying. Ew. I might as well kill myself. Um, Yeah. I've never done it. Yeah. I'm worried it would hurt. Um, (laughs) Can I, can I, sorry. Can I hard pivot to a completely unrelated topic? Okay, you must. I just realized earlier today that the Blue Lives Matter flag looks like the leather pride flag. Oh, queen. Have you thought about this? Yes, because I have seen the flag and been like, wait, what are they saying right now? And then I was like, oh, that's a leather flag. They are just saying they're horny. Symbolism is so slippery. It's like, imagine if you named your, it's like being named ISIS. Okay, George, here's kind of my question. Why did you pivot to that? Um, I truly don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it, it gets me to this point, which is I went to high school with a girl named Isis. And she? she, she, I have not spoken to her since high school, but I, she didn't like it then, I don't think. And I, I'm sure, um, I'm sure it's going similarly with the name situation. Right. Well, I think the thing with both the name Isis and the name Milo, both of which now are obviously like tainted one because of Isis, the terrorist organization um, and brand and the second one because of Milo Yiannopoulos. And I think both of those names were names that kind of progressive Brooklyn parents would give to kids like Isis. You forget is like, you know, kind of a. You know, it's it's like a unique. Name. And then Milo, same thing with that. So it's especially hurtful that they now have such bad connotations. To be fair, and I don't that, think Milo as a name is canceled. I think only if you are gay, you can't be named Milo now. Right. But in what reality would you not be gay and be named Milo? That's a good right. point. The intersection. I, I will. My biggest problem, and I think the the worst thing that Milo uh, Yiannopoulos did um, was tour. He had a tour called Dangerous Faggot. And that is objectively right, I know. cool. That's very cool. Um, I know, but that's the thing. This is the thing that literally no one has actually figured out a way to adequately respond to people. Like it's like what the right did was then like adopt the posturing of what was historically the left's aesthetics of like being radicals and being like, you know, being Republican is the new punk rock. And then people responded to that with literally Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs) Well, isn't that that the big thing? (laughs) <laughs> Isn't it's this like your point. This is your like 
you know, being, you know, sincere is the new ironic or whatever. But it's not just that. It's like being corny used to be a thing that Republicans did. It was like family values. But now being corny is a thing the left does. Who speaking of who was it that she, I can't I can't remember who did this but the perfect example of that to me is whatever uh, woman celebrity shared uh, the day the day they announced the election for uh, Harris and Biden some woman celebrity shared a post that said uh, ladies make <laughs> sorry ladies make sure you're wearing shoes there's glass everywhere and that Aww. is so corny. Like it's just a core it's a it's a cornball like sentiment. You know what I'm saying? Like that is like a an older woman's take on something actually cool that happened. Yes. No, it's see that to me is like that's something that a, a Republican person should say. Ladies, make sure you're wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sam loves it. Sam I think it's going to take generations to rebuild. I think it's any. so funny to have to remind the women to wear shoes uh, because of all the glass. It, it implies that shoes are a rarity for women as they are, you know, potentially always inside of the home. And now when you step outside, women, be careful and put on there's your glass. shoes. Right. Because glass ceilings <laughs> glass are being broken. Because there's and glass. Right. So remember your shoes. Um, that's mm. queen shit. Um, here's what I will say. <laughs> I think maybe we should like get into the topic. Yeah. Because like this podcast episode is, you know, one of the more chaotic ones. Uh and I'm thinking that you know the the topic could be sort of our flare gun that uh saves us and and calls help. Mm, famous last word. <laughs> oh no. Am I predicting things wrong again? <laughs> <laughs> So, Caleb, I would love to hear um, what you decided to bring in today. I wanted to bring um, to your guys' attention the concept of fighting. Um, UFC, MMA, kind of, right. you know, shirtless uh, folks, <laughs> shirtless folks, <laughs> folks. duking shirtless it folks. out. Yeah. And um, the, the, the straightness that that exudes and also just kind of um, check your guys' temperature on how you feel about it. Well, I guess one thing about people, this fighting, like competition fighting that you watch on TV is crazy to me because it's like extremely popular. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know a single person who likes it. And yet it's people are paying, you know, 20 bucks to watch this thing on pay-per-view or something. I don't understand that. Um, there's the obvious uh, homoeroticism around it. As you mentioned, it's a shirtless sport. Um and it's two guys going at it. It's it's hot. It's horny. I mean, you're seeing some wrestling. And they got speedos. I mean, sometimes a and, normal. Yeah, you go. And, and sorry, Sam. I just need to jump in and and further make your point. When when they do their weigh ins, they strip down to their underwear, and then they get like face to face and touch like touch faces. Like they like touch their noses to each other. I and there has to be this. a guy to separate them. It's so gay. I mean, it's very gay. Wait, is UFC, like, different than what I'm thinking, which is, like, pro wrestling? No, UFC is not like pro wrestling. I'm thinking of, like, WWE. So it's all under the umbrella of sports entertainment, I think. But, (laughs) like, UFC 
UFC is where they actually beat the shit. Like, people really get their fucking head rocked. And, and there's <laughs> no, like, drag like, element to it. No, WWE's no. drag. WWE is drag, but that's WWE not what we're drag. talking about. UFC, UFC is, is like, real fighting. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Which which do you like more, George? Wait, sorry. <laughs> George, Explain, you're so confused. So there's WFC, which is, like, more... It's, <laughs> no, like, an actual no, sport. No, it's, no, it's UFC. No. UFC. 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 UFC yeah. is a sport. Uh-huh. Yes. Like an earnest sport. It's not like for show. I mean, it's for show. It's sports entertainment, as Caleb previously said. We're, well, yes. I mean, all sports are entertainment, just like all politics are entertainment in Uh-oh. this era. Going off alarm, going off alarm. <laughs> but UFC. So you. <laughs> but UFC, these are actual athletes. George, I don't know how to make this any clearer to you. UFC, yes. they're fighting for sport. Okay, whereas <laughs> WWE, they are like straight drag queens. Yeah, they're pretending. They're pretending. Okay, okay, interesting. Well, I had all these arguments about WWE, but now I'm realizing we're talking about something very different. Well, you know, we uh, Caleb has very kindly opened up the umbrella to sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. If you would like to make a point about... So is sports <laughs> entertainment a category separate from sports <laughs> or entertainment? See, now that's what I actually have a question about because I use the phrase, <laughs> but I'm like, I've, I've heard... Okay, here's where, here's where we are. From my yeah. perspective, from my vantage point, sports entertainment, I've heard uh, like uh, professional wrestling, like WWE, yeah. uh, uh, whatever the other ones, ECW, like the ones where they like put on robes and walk out to the ring yes. and do fake little flips and stuff. They're still athletes, but they are doing like more acrobatics and acting than they are fighting. It's kind of like that's figure definitely sports skating. entertainment. You know? Wait, no, it's not like figure skating. <laughs> it's literally like figure skating. <laughs> no, because figure skating Say more. is like. <laughs> Wait, no, for me the difference is like the rule Figure skating, like you have to impress impress the Russian judge By doing like a perfect loop-de-loop But it's Whereas, like populist figure skating Like you have to, the judge is the audience Okay, now we're talking I would love figure skating meets WWE <laughs> Now, I mean Yeah That's so dangerous, George Sure, yeah No, in a, in a literal sense, people could die I mean, if you want to be literal and like boring about it, people, it yeah. would be more dangerous than any other well, kind okay. of fighting so at that point. So, George, when you say you want figure skating to be more like WWE, do you mean like, I thought you just meant like they had more like plot lines in. And- That's kind of what I meant. So, I didn't mean that I want them to like slice each other's throats uh, oh. with their figure skates. I meant sure. that like, I meant basically it's like, you know how in figure skating, at the end of the Olympics, they each have, like, one chance to just do, like, a little free-form thing where, like, Michelle Kwan did Fields of Gold. And it's, like, does anyone know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. But I respect your journey. Basically, I think you're so I smart. Want, I think you're I so want smart, George. Skating, I want figure skating and or gymnastics that doesn't abide by rules. They're given more freedom so they can put on a show. So you want Cirque du Soleil? No, I want, I want like figure skating, but I want it to be like to Tanache and then for them to be like, have a little like drag reveal and then like take their wig off and then like, you know, maybe put up a photo of Trump and rip it or something. You know, I want there to be more drama, but within the medium of figure skating. You want drag on ice. I want figure skating without the respectability (laughs) politics because I feel like figure skating and gymnastics are like fascist sports. 
Yeah. And so I want that. I want the the Bernie version of those sports. Hmm. Well, the problem with that is that figure skating is actually really hard. And so, it, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like you can't, like, casually be, like, like, you can't just have a drag queen that's, like, wanting to be, like, political and rip a picture of uh, Trump on ice. <laughs> because that's, like, she also has to, like, spend, like, years of her life training to be a good figure skater. So I mean, in that time, she's, like... <laughs> Isn't like thinking much about the politics Sorry, and stuff because she's like focused. It is so insulting for you to say that you can't be a figure skater and also have like a flair for the dramatic. That was fucked up. I will agree with George on that. Point to George. Sanction against Sam on that. Damn. Here's what I'm point. Here's what I'm getting at. There are two kinds of sports. One <laughs> is sports <laughs> that are not entertainment, and one is sports entertainment. And, of course, non-entertainment sports can be entertaining. I mean, I've certainly been entertained while watching, let's say, a woman's tennis. But it's not sports entertainment. But then, wouldn't it be great if each sport had an accompanying entertainment version that was more like WWE? So you get your soccers, you get your footballs, you get your baseballs. But then imagine (laughs) doubles of all those leagues, but it's all, like, dragged up. I think I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah, you. I could be here for it. I could be here. I would invest, is what I'm saying. I would invest. Good. Thank you. Oh, God, Caleb, I mean... is this the conversation you uh, intended to start with your topic? <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't see it going any other way. <laughs> Caleb, you, you said when you brought up the topic of USC fighting that you actually don't know anything about it. Say more. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't got know him. the difference between... Got him. I don't know the difference between <laughs> UFC and MMA. Um, okay. I think there is a difference. And then I think also... I read this article um, a while back. I was try- <laughs> I was on a journey to try and understand... I have a lot of straight guy friends. And a oh. lot of them like fighting. And I was nice. on a journey to try and understand that uh, in them. And so I was reading articles about it. <laughs> and I read one from this woman um, in, in like a... Uh, kind of uh, artsy online magazine. I can't remember the name of it, but she wrote this piece about how she thinks that brutality is really beautiful and like how it's uh, theater itself. And uh, she compared it to like uh, Guernica, that fucking ugly painting about war. Um, but anyway, One of the so most she, overrated paintings of all time. Truly, truly, truly can't believe I had to write a 10 page paper about it in college. So I know it's like, congrats on making a mural. <laughs> Right, and also oh my not, God. Like, the lines are choppy. It's like gross looking. That's the point. Right, it's like like yeah. Give me a break. I don't know. Right. Anyway, wow. I was on a journey to try and understand, and I didn't. I still don't understand, but I was like, you know, maybe that's part of it. Is people think it's right, pretty. right, right. Well, I do love the idea of going back to your straight friends and and trying to relate to them by saying you read an article in which a woman calls brutality beautiful. Right. right. <laughs> right. And how did that and happen? I did. And I did send it to a couple of them, and they did not care. I will say that. Mm, They they were like, that's interesting. I don't care. So, Well, one of the biggest mistakes you can make is try to talk to a straight person about depth. (laughs) (laughs) Because they just can't relate. No. Yeah, it's not... The instinct, the gay instinct is to look for depth. The straight instinct is to actually even consider the surface to be too deep and just keep jumping. (laughs) (laughs) I think part of my issue, maybe this goes back to George wanting um, drag on ice, is like real like UFC MMA fighting is like 
not as violent as I want. Like, when I want to see, like, violence, like, I want to see, like, sort of, like, maybe I've been, <laughs> okay, I, uh, Caleb's looking at me like I'm a psychopath. Like, I'm literally <laughs> a psychopath. I just want to see I'm violence when people... No, I understand. I actually am with you on this. Like, a real-life punch is, like, actually quite boring to watch. Like, it's just like, oh, cool, like, a fist is thrown and it hits someone's face. There's no, like, I want to see, like, a movie, a sort of heightened version of brutality that is, like, uh, over the top. Right. Like, punches are boring. Right. Okay, seems like someone's coming around to my idea of having one group of sports that has rules and one group of sports that's theater. But I guess I think all I'm saying is, like, I would rather watch, like, a movie in which people have, like, a big fight. Yeah. I think think the... It tracks to me, um, and I agree that I would rather watch a movie than a UFC fight. That, that wow, to well, me, I'm really glad we could all agree on that. <laughs> the, this, feud, this feud is going horribly. <laughs> no, we're all on the same page. The feud will never work. I have a question. <laughs> Caleb, have you ever gotten into a physical fight? Yes. <gasps> Dish. I, uh, I got into one physical fight at a bar once. Um, a guy called my friend a name a couple times, and I asked him to stop, and he didn't, and I, uh, I did punch him. And that was it. And it wasn't much of a fight because I just hit him and then I left. Wow. Was he straight? No, it's boring. I think so. I I mean, he was... uh, Okay, why did you assume? Yeah, why would I do that? Uh, You know, for all I know, I hope he was or else it was gay bashing and that's wrong. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask, did he hit back at all or... No, I hit him and he fell down and then I just left. Caleb left. Okay, so you just assaulted someone. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a fight. That's cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and and when I think when you guys cut this out, it'll be really powerful. That way, I don't. Get and you were, and so what you did was you physically assaulted someone mm-hmm. as a man to protect a woman. So it's also kind of toxic masculinity slash patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was patriotic as well. I would say because Patriot- I was, really, I was well, yes. <laughs> well, you did that, and then you 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 said America first, and that was for as, the as you punched, and then yeah, yeah for yeah, the government, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I had a similar one time I, when I was in sixth grade, I, um, was like playing rough with a friend and he kind of like kicked me and then it made me so mad and I tried to get in a fight with him, but I was really bad at it and he just picked me up and put me on the ground and then, uh, (laughs) I went home embarrassed. Wow. He, he said, that's enough young man. And he put you on the ground. (laughs) Truly, he picked me right up and put me a square on the ground. So I've never been too good him. at fighting. Yeah, that is a good fight if you ask me. You left unharmed. That's true. He was very That's kind. That's the goal of fights. <laughs> George, <laughs> kind of there would be, and this goes back to how I think, you know, some of life should be in earnest and some of life should be theatrical. It would be nice if we could get into fights where everyone could kind of like promise no one gets hurt, but like we just want to do it for the drama of it. Mm. Maybe like a, um, you know, like an escape room situation where you go in and it's planned that you're going to get into a fight with someone and then it's kind of choreographed. I mean, that would be really nice. I, I guess what I don't understand about real fighting is that it really does hurt a lot. Like, 
Yeah. Bodies are quite fragile. I've never understood that either. And like, <laughs> like okay, think about if you like run into a door on accident and how much like you'll think about that for like three hours and be like that actually really hurt and then like (laughs) (laughs) this conversation is so unhinged no this actually we lost the thread so long ago no this makes sense and this is a direct uh line to what we were talking about before and that is fighting um i don't understand how people can get punched over and over and be like okay and i'm gonna do it again tomorrow Okay, well, once again, I will say to you what you said to me about figure skaters, which is that they have trained for this their whole lives. Caleb, you have you to settle this that. fight. Um, what is the fight? I mean, the fight is that the fight is that the, the <laughs> we fight, don't know. Is, settle it. The fight is that settle Sam it. doesn't understand. Here's where I'm coming at it from. Sam doesn't understand um, how people could fight over and over again, and George yeah. uh, is arguing that they've trained. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. So which side are you right. on? I think you're both right. It's probably hard to do, and also they probably have trained. Oh my and god! I, I think hate we to be have a peacekeeper. Yeah. No, but please I peacekeep. That's uh-huh, it. I think uh-huh, you're both right. Well, I think we have a difficult time with people that have trained and developed skills. I think fundamentally, I I have a difficult time with that. I refuse to do it, so I don't understand it in others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, actually, this kind of brings me back to this upstate with the heterosexual couples this weekend is I was, you know, I couldn't stop critiquing in my mind and and maybe even sometimes verbally out loud saying like, wow, you guys are so weird. And yet I was completely unable to do a dish, cook a cook a meal. Right. Because you've been trained in the former. <laughs> yeah. So I, I oh, I can critique uh, the shit out of this space. But to actually do something, well, that's impossible right well critiquing is kind of the gay version of making a stir fry <laughs> right it's the que- it's the queer version of contributing to a home yes exactly. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> right huh interesting wow that's actually a revelation yeah to, to one of many today to queer a space is to criticize it and to not queer a space is to decorate clean and upkeep it, I think is where we're coming from. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is why queer eye is fundamentally uh, internalized homophobia. Right. Absolutely. Thank you for saying what they that. That should really do. What they should do if they were actually queer eye is go into those homes and be like, bitch, you live like this. Yeah. Yeah. And then leave. that's my impression of Antony. If he didn't hate himself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my so, god. He listens. You guys know he listens. He's a big fan. I know. Of and I we know. um shout out to Anthony. We miss you. It's tough. We gotta have you on sometime. He's been trying to get on and I don't think he would be a good fit. <laughs> he's been begging in the DMs. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been begging well, in the it, DMs. He's doing he's, it in he, that way where it's like, you know, he just kind of like every episode he's like, Loved loved this episode. Right. And it's like Okay, okay. You know, like he's not yeah, asking. Yeah, it's like you and the various other people. You know, it's like many people love that we're not going to have each of them on. Right, right. Sometimes then he will lash. He's very, he he will lash out. And so then he will leave a bad review as a way to neg us into having him on. Um, and that is actually a really effective campaign. Yes. Yeah, that, that's so how I got We it. are going to have him on, actually. <laughs> yeah. I left. Well, I, I think, I mean, you guys saw all of them, but I think I left to get 17 bad reviews and you guys were like, what, what do we have to do? Yeah. And you know what? I'll, it's all water under the bridge. Cool. I appreciate that. That's really big of you guys. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't feel the same way, but it's nice to know that you guys. Yeah, no, you are. Um, you know, t- t- not to bring it back to the first, uh, the, the first argument we had, but we, you are now earnestly mad at us. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, this episode mm-hmm. we have um, struggled with being one brain dead. Right. Two technical difficulties the likes yeah. of which no person has had to deal with before on a Never. podcast no maybe um, ashley simpson <laughs> uh three um just sort of chemistry that doesn't work because we're all fighting Whoa. we're all so mm. mad at each other that the, the conversation just couldn't flow and yet here we are I wouldn't call it a lack of chemistry so much as uh, a, an abundant presence of like acrimony, you know. Um, yes, hatred, almost. Oh, that's what I. W- yes. Yeah, yeah, the chemistry yeah. is there in the sense that things are reacting. Right. <laughs> you know, okay. reactions are occurring. Right. Re- reactions are occurring. The chemicals are, as Ali and AJ once said, chemicals react. Right. The, the beakers are bubbling over. It's just not the beakers are bubbling good. over. It's you know, uh, <laughs> we're calling. You know, people are you know the the Bunsen burner, and then people are doing the thing where you rinse out your eyes because you got the thing in your eyes. It's a this chemistry class has gone absolutely downhill. Okay, well, and now I feel bad because I said that the chemistry was bad, and I was trying to think of a third thing, and there obviously wasn't a third thing. But we all know comedy; you have to have a right, third rule thing. of threes. There have uh, to be three white gay men in a Zoom. <laughs> if you don't have a third thing, you might as well fucking end your damn podcast and work in sales. So I uh, yeah, and we I, no matter what anyone says, we won't do that, despite all the people telling us to. I think buying stuff is so chic. Selling stuff, ugh. Oh um, no! <laughs> but yeah. I, and so I do feel bad about um, that line. I just couldn't really think of a third thing, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, let's just run with this." And now I and I feel like when I said that, it was actually uh, I feel like both of you were kind of hurt. Caleb, mm. is this how you thought this would go? Um, I thought it would go bad. I didn't know it would go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how. I didn't know the flavor, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> well, just I just want you to know, I don't know if you've listened before, but, you know, normally our episodes are straightforward inside the actor's studio interviews with straight-faced guests. So this is truly an absolute disaster. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I'm happy to be a part of it, frankly. Yeah, good, good. Well, I guess um, maybe we should do our final segment. Would that be insane? That's a psychotic thing to suggest, but ultimately the only path forward. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like Biden's candidacy. Damn. Truly. (laughs) Wow. I love our political commentary podcast. I do think we've done a pretty good job of um, weaving politics into the evolution of this episode yeah it's it's hard because you know i want to talk about that stuff but i don't want to turn into like i can't name podcasts on here because i don't want to get doxxed by some psychos online but you know what i mean like i don't want to yeah yeah which is why i enjoy our dynamic of me talking about it and then you trying to stop me yeah and it works and it's it's you know not all dynamics can pull that off but we pull it off i think Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Caleb, you're clearly pissed. Um, our final segment is 
Um, shout outs and you know normally it feels weird to do this final segment and now I will say it feels absolutely insane because this has been <laughs> the most disjointed episode of all time um, riddled with technical difficulties and confusion and yet we are gonna persist baby we are gonna do a shout out of something that we like in the form of sort of you know uh, early 2000s TRL style shout out anything you like uh you, you get it. Uh, George, do you have one? Um, no. Okay, I actually have one, and it's Great. completely insane in the middle Go. of this chaos to do. What's up, listeners? Um, I just want to give a huge shout-out to Baby Yoda. I know that it is so stupid of me to say that right now, but this girl has talent. She is so cute. I don't care that we're on season two. I don't care that this is irrelevant to bring up. I know the initial shock of Baby Yoda has passed, and I know this isn't relevant, but it is true to me. And sometimes that's the most honest you can be. I'm authentic. Baby Yoda is so funny and cute and I want to pick it up and I can't believe I'm doing this right now in the middle of this episode of all episodes I'm shouting out something that was lame a year ago and yet I'm still doing it and I believe it baby Yoda they, the, it looks incredible are you guys watching this show I would literally watch the show if it were just an hour of it moving in the wind I love its ears and its hair I'm a psychopath I hate myself good night that's enough <laughs> Moving in the wind. What's up, <laughs> listeners? I want to give a quick shout out to earlier the moment when I brought the conversation to a screeching halt in order to make the point that the Blue Lives Matter flag looks similar to the leather pride flag. There was nothing that even reminded me of that. I truly was just thinking about it earlier and thought, now is as good a time as any to completely stop any momentum we might have and completely change the topic. That's the kind of thing that, you know, a Lady Gaga would do, a Madonna would do. It's a show-stopping moment, and it is what the people pay for. And I have no regrets, and I would do it again. And in fact, the fact that I'm even calling back to it right now is even more radical in an exponential way. And so from here, the only way to go is up. Woo! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unhinged. Ugh. Okay, Caleb. Unhinged, but perfect. Caleb, take it away. Okay. Ooh, what's up, listeners? I want to shout out the specific way that everyone's been behaving around Queen's Gambit lately and in this podcast. Uh, in regards to Queen's Gambit, everyone is acting like it's a groundbreaking TV show when, in fact, it's just pretty dang good. Uh, the girl plays chess a lot and her energy is whack. She gets adopted by a family where the dad is not present and the mom is incredibly drunk and extremely off-putting. And that way, they're a fun couple. Not the mom and the dad, the mom and the girl. Uh, I mean, regarding the energy on this podcast, you guys, I think it's been impeccable. I think it's been really, really, really powerful. And I want to specifically call out the moment earlier where George brought the podcast to a screeching halt to bring up that the Lives Matter flag looks like uh, the leather flag. I thought that was powerful. Thank you, guys. 
Yeah, thank, you. thank you, Caleb. You know, I'd also like to give a shout out to the time when George brought the conversation to a halt with that. And I and I said, you know, believing my co-host to be, you know, a great podcaster, I said, George, please tell me what reminded you of that. And you said, yeah. oh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, I found that moment to be really groundbreaking. <laughs> sometimes you have to live, laugh, love and live out loud and go with your heart. And in fact, not sometimes, always. And some people argue always. Yeah, some people, meaning us, in past episodes. Um, <laughs> in terms of the Queen's Gambit, I do want to say uh, past episode, past podcast guest Aaron Jackson referred to it as Netflix good, HBO bad. And I do think that's what it looks like to me as someone who has not watched it. That's an amazing way to put it, and I have also not seen it. And uh, too many, I've missed the boat already. I feel like it's over. I d- that's how I feel. I'm like, it's already a meme. I can't watch something if it's like, if they're, I've already saw jokes about it, seen jokes about it. And I agree. Yeah, great. Well, cool. Well, Caleb, I just want to really from the bottom of my heart say I am so sorry. <laughs> Caleb, I want to join George in giving my deepest apologies for whatever this hour plus has been. I, yeah, thank you guys yeah, for having yeah. me. I'm sorry the tech was weird, but I, I really appreciate you guys um, letting me talk on your